Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Friday, September 2nd. September. It's national. It's another tough day. National Lazy Moms Day. I don't have a lazy mom, but uh, for those that do, this day's for you, I guess. It's episode 132. Owen is on the TV. He also had a nap that uh, ate up the first 45 minutes of the clock, but it's okay. It happens. It was an electric phone call to let us know he was still breathing. Mm-hmm. That's really all that counts to me. So how are you hanging in on the TV? Um, I'm good. I'm feeling refreshed, which I mean, I don't, I don't take any pride in saying that. So you sure, but it, you know, it's true. I do feel good. Okay. I'm, I'm happy yeah. to hear that you're well after that nap. Yeah. I would hope so. We're glad we could have sacrificed our time so one could feel refreshed. Yeah. Like Phil says, yeah, it I don't feel good saying about that, but I'm just stating it as a, like a statement of fact. I feel rested. Yeah. Okay. Well rested. And it yeah. happens. It happens yeah. a lot more to most, like some people here than others, but it happens. Yeah. yeah. It's been happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is two in the summer because I'm still going to count this as the summer, but that, I mean, the I fall. That's generous. Two is generous, but. Okay. Yeah. Two. I mean, I'm willing to, I'm willing to get right off. You're thinking he's going to, we're going to sharpen up in the fall? Like, I am. I'm not naming names, but. <laughs> I don't know if it's just my phone, but the timer feature and the alarm feature, like, I don't know if they work the same. Wait, if they have, like, the same. I got to be honest. I don't know if it's a glitch or not. It might be a glitch. It might just be because it's an old phone. But I know people have, like, iPhone 13s. Like, yeah, my alarm didn't go off. Mm. No, no, no. no, It never happened to me. It's always just an excuse. Like I'm not one of those guys. Because here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I didn't use the alarm because my alarm, I've never had that issue. I've never been in a, a lot. My alarm didn't go off guy, exactly. but I did, I did the timer cause it was 5 PM. So I was uh, like, oh, let me just do a 30 minute, right. It'll go five or sorry, 4 PM. I did 30 minute to 4:30, and I was like, oh, then I'll, you know, a nice 30 minute nap. will be good to go. Cause I, you're right. I don't have to move anywhere. And then, yeah, it just like, just didn't open go in my eyes. Mm. It was like, Oh, or when people say I slept through my alarm, like how? That, Apple that, thing. The Apple thing goes off, bro. Well, it's designed to wake you up. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, they did set it up that way. Anything to say about lazy moms? I don't have one. My mom's a grinder, so no. <laughs> yeah, my mom's out there. Working hard or hardly working. Yeah. That's what they always say. Um, big story of the day. Donovan Mitchell got traded. Then we're going to talk about football. Actually, how was your first day of school, and Let's go to that first. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this is too much about me. No, no, no. Uh, no, no. Good. It was good. How many was classes? Long, but it was nice. I had four today. Really? All right. Nap. Yeah, four, that's a nap. Yeah. That's so, a nap. I was up early. Are you at the point in your school career yet where you walk in and you start doing the lesson the first day of class, or was it still just like syllabus? Oh, it's been... It, I mean, it depended on the class, but it's been like that for a while. <laughs> I love the syllabus because I'm like, 
because <laughs> you'll walk in, they'll do the syllabus. You're like, I'm down for the second class to be this too. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have yeah. to start actually doing stuff. Like, let's like I get. I can do. I can do syllabus a little longer. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can do no, line for a the best class. Is, the best is when they have the syllabus for a class, and then they have an intro slideshow for the next class. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. class zero. Yeah, and it's just like expectations mm. and like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, get to know each other. You get to know each other. And then when the teacher's like, here's a little bit about myself. I have two dogs. I like to hike. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, keep going. Tell us more. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, keep going. Yeah. Sick. (laughs) I'm not tired of this yet. Keep going. Or when they're like, yeah, online, the classic was, here, go in a breakout room for the rest of the day and talk to your partner. Yeah. And as soon as the ticker starts, I just leave. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be in a break room with anybody. I'm done. But. Man, it's rapidly approaching that first day of school. So some of us got it out the way today. Some of us didn't. But anyway, Donovan Mitchell's going to the Cavs. And then we're going to talk about football, as I already said. But the return going back to the Jazz was Ochai Abaji, Laurie Markin, and Colin Sexton. Three unprotected firsts that start in 2025. Two pick swaps also in there. So five firsts altogether. If you to- if you pull up everything Utah got back for Gobert and for Mitchell, they've got quite a haul now. 15 first-round picks in the next seven seasons. They're tied with the Thunder for the most. Uh, let's talk about the Cavs first. They're 15-1 to 1 to win the East now. I wouldn't rate them up there with the Celtics or the uh, the Bucks, but I'm sure the idea is in time. You know, you give Mobley some time to grow. You give Allen some time to grow. Garland, Mitchell's still young too. That This team's going to be competing in two years and be in a position to keep Mitchell after that point. I don't know how I feel about the deal for them. I think Alex probably probably have the strongest opinion. For I think it's a great deal. Um, I think I think Mitchell has two more years left, right, on his contract. I think three, three. Wow. Um, and I think at that point, like with the Cavs, you said the the unprotected picks start, which is which was a big deal for Danny Ainge this whole time was how many unprotected picks could he get. Um, you say they start in 2025, and they're do you know how long they're gonna go? For yeah, 25, 27, 29. 29. It does like the Cavs. I, I personally don't think they're gonna be like they have a really really young roster. Like this isn't like you know that you're not getting like I don't know Golden State Kevin Durant or or the Nets picks. Yeah, you know ten years down the line. I think like you have a centerpiece in Mobley. Mobley's a generational talent. He's gonna be unbelievable. Um, Mitchell's you know you could obviously resign Mitchell um, and you have him for three years. Um, so I think like they're going to be in a really good position where those picks aren't going to matter, um, pick swaps or whatever. And then the guys they gave up too, like Lori Markkinen is never really what we thought he was going to become in the NBA. Um, and Colin Sexton was literally someone that they, I, I personally felt like they couldn't trade because not a lot of teams were like, we want Colin Sexton. They're better without him. They're better without him. Um, and a lot of teams were scared of like how ball dominant Colin Sexton was and you know, how, he could be, you know, he could be pretty detrimental to a team. But on Utah, there's really no competition for him, so I think he could, you know, succeed. Um, but I thought they did a A plus job, fantastic. Donovan Mitchell, probably top twenty player in the NBA, um, and now your championship window's open, and it's going to be open for you know the next four or five years. What do you think, Owen? Yeah, I think the same thing. I mean, if you look at the picks, depending on how long some of their 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 core stays together, and like, um. And things like that those would probably be like late first round picks which i mean are not super valuable so you can kind of write those off and then you look at the players like like you said sexton wasn't he is basically a write-off for them anyways so he wasn't somebody they were going to keep going forward regardless 
And then obviously Markinen is a nice piece. And then Agbaji's, you know, he's a bit of a wild card. But I think at the end of the day, you, you move those pieces in a heartbeat to get a guy like um, Mitchell. I think that was probably the easiest phone call they've ever had to make. Um, and so I like, I think they we kind of made out like bandits. Like I would have to, I guess, look at the other packages that were out there, but I really have a hard time seeing a team being interested in not being able to put up some better pieces than that. Well, in my opinion. I think that leads us right into the Knicks then. Yeah. Well, which is... I, w- I would say, I'll get it. Well, let me hit the Knicks yeah. in a second. I want to say, I, I don't rate Donovan Mitchell as highly as most do. So when I see like a team like the Knicks interested in him, I'm like, I'm not sure that you trade all these first round picks to get him. I'm not sure that you're going to be good enough in a position mm-hmm. where you want to give those up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Cleveland's a rare team where they have young players who can yeah. be the best player on a championship team. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell can be the best player on a championship team. So to have him as like potentially the second, maybe third guy on your team, I really like that move for them in that case. I think that Knicks part of it, like you said, I mean, it seems like they were offering R.J. Barrett and two first-round picks. Utah thought they were bluffing when they said, we're extending R.J. Barrett on this day and we're not going to be able to make a trade after that extension. If I was Utah personally, I would have rather had R.J. Barrett in the two firsts, in my opinion. I understand like you're banking on Donovan Mitchell leaving in 2025, that he's going to want to be a Nick or something by that time, and you'll have the Cavs picks from there. But to me, R.J. Barrett is like a Wait, headline. The Knicks are banking or Utah's banking that he's going to leave the Cavs? Utah's banking he's going to leave the Cavs. Oh, I'm okay. Saying, I thought you meant picks. like if the Knicks are banking on another guy like coming to them in free agency, like they have to get like relocated. But yeah, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, I was just saying that I think R.J. Barrett's like a headline liner in a trade package i don't know that utah i mean sure colin sexton is a good situation for him he's going to put up numbers but i don't see him having the ceiling that rj barrett does i would have much rather done that if i was them but yeah. i can see the appeal to this one i see what you're saying like i think a big trend that we've seen now in the nba is these gms just gaining this like ammunition with these first round picks like they don't even care about like you said maybe getting an rj barrett getting a high quality um young star it's just like how many picks can you get? And uh, like Sam Presti started that trend. So I think it's like this, it's just this trend now in the NBA where the more picks you have, the or, or I guess picks are now more valuable than maybe even having that sort of a player. Cause you get direction, right? Like you can end up trading them later, cashing them in. You can just get a million shots at drafting a, a, a pretty good player um, in the draft. But I don't know if Ainge was thinking like, Hey, this is how I'm going to get my next Brown and Tatum. I don't think that's the case with the Cavs. Yeah. Like with the Nets, it made sense like everyone on that roster was over 30 the Cavs it's crazy like some of the Cavs players are younger than us which is insane um to say so and and you got just just one guy just even having Mobley which they're gonna have for the next seven eight years um is enough to keep them I think in the in the top top half of the or, or bottom half I guess of the draft up in the you know 20s to 30s um so like you, I I see what you're saying with with uh, with Ainge. Yeah, I would liken this more to the trade Milwaukee made for Drew Holiday, where it was like we'll give up our first because we know we have Giannis more so than a trade with like Houston getting those Nets picks for James Harden because it's like okay the Nets were a win now window it makes sense to mass up picks later but yeah. the Cavs are in the situation where they might be good later still so so just on the Knicks like my question to you guys is like um, at what like at what point does a franchise just have to start like actually believing in itself because i get the picks but like you have to take a risk at some point you got to like say to yourself okay like we'll make this work we're gonna be a good team we're not worried about you know being bad in 2026 2027 like at some point 
We just have to stop playing this conservative game and just go get that player. Like, and I think Mitchell was perfect for that. Like, he's from there. Like, I, I think he would have, you know, you know, he would have had a good supporting he would cast. Have, he would have had a good supporting cast. I, I think they have a pretty decent team. He would have been the main guy there. There would have been a playoff team. We know that. I, I, I think we know that much. Um, but like once again, because of like maybe an extra unprotected pick, they said no, which is just I feel like as a Knicks fan, it has got to be super frustrating. Yeah, I heard that part of it was part of the hangup was Quentin Grimes. I don't know if you guys read that as well. That's ridiculous. Yeah, which well, they in don't my even mind, play him. And that's what I'm saying. In my mind, that's indefensible because total. Like I totally agree with you, Alex. And I thought this was like the period where they were going to go all in. Like I thought that was the whole idea of getting Brunson and you know doing all making the moves they've made recently was to kind of make a, a push to to win now um, while you still have Randall and stuff under contract. So the fact that they kind of went one foot in, one foot out, and then didn't end up making this deal to me is indefensible because unless they're really good next year, if they're middle of the pack. Like that's a complete failure in my eyes because it's not like they had to give up that much clearly. So you're betting on Quentin Grimes to be a star or you're betting on RJ Barrett to be like a top 10, top 20 player. Himself. Which I don't think he will be. He's good, but I don't think he will be either. I think he's going to end up peaking at like, you know, probably a solid role player. So yeah, yeah you got to take a good look, hard look in the mirror. If you're Dolan if you're the Knicks in general and really figure out what you're trying to do with your team because if you're gonna play one foot in one foot out as a GM you're gonna be an average team for years and years and years you need to at some point go all in which they haven't done it's it's crazy to me that a franchise that like we go back to like 2012 even like there was like talks of like you know LeBron when uh he hits free agency like he might go to the Knicks like in Chris Paul there was Dwight Howard stuff and then you move along with the Zion stuff and Kyrie and KD and absolute Carmelo coming back or no scratch that they got him they got him um (laughs) check mark um but like all these guys where it's like yeah like we'll pay the money we'll take the risk and when you got to do it trade wise it's like nah you know what like i don't know like we want to keep quentin grimes or the other thing could be also is they thought they were the only people in the market they're like we got time utah's gonna gonna end up trading them because the report came out they want to trade them before training camp starts so you know they thought they were the only um only people in the market and then boom cleveland comes adds the extra couple picks and nab Donovan Mitchell for three years. Like, I'm it's crazy. Of, I, I feel two ways about it because I do agree that, okay, RJ Barrett in two first is not much of a package to give up for a definitive upgrade for sure. Like that makes sense to me. You get that done, but it also could be to me a pretty simple explanation that the Knicks just don't really rate Donovan Mitchell at a level that they think he can put them on a championship. They're window. not in a position to not rate him highly. I think. But that just might be the case. They might just say, I mean, a new superstar is going to be upset in six months. Let's just keep our assets till then and roll the dice. Like, that's, I think, what they're probably angling for. But to me, I agree with you. This does seem like a fit. Like, the guys from there, you have supporting cast to help him out. We've seen what Jalen Brunson can do with Luka Doncic. This would be a similar type of dynamic. It it doesn't make much sense to me because the package isn't that big, but... I don't even think it's about fit at this point. Like you just have a yes. fan base. Like we're in New York. Like we're like people call it the basketball mecca. I hate the Knicks, but like I see how many fans they have. They lead almost every single sh- like show. Everyone's talking about the Knicks and the Lakers. Like you have to do it. Like the fit, what you give up, it doesn't matter. If you have a chance to bring a top 20 player, you have to do it. Yeah, and I get the brass has been around for a long time, but they have to realize at some point. I mean, 
you've been kicking the can down the road for years. Like every free agency, it's like, okay, we're going to get Katie. Like you've said, and then Katie doesn't sign. And it's like, okay, well, we'll hold our chips, you know, on the table for next summer. Giannis. Because next they were summer like, we're oh, we're going to get Giannis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or we're getting Giannis. And it, I mean, it's happened for like 10 years now for my entire life. You haven't gotten a big, the biggest free, free agent name you've gotten in 10 years is Amari Julius Stoudemire. Or yeah, Amari Stoudemire. So you have to again like it's it's embarrassing and if the real reason is because they thought they had it they there was no other team that had uh the inside track for them then that's even more indefensible because in that case you just you ended up screwing your team over for for really what ended up being not a good reason yeah no good reason at all it was real sharp of them to tweet out the rj barrett extension tweet right as the trade broke though that was beautiful oh it was like locked (laughs) up sign him or the lock emoji i was like yep got him he's back he was such a (laughs) risk to leave that you know you just had to secure him while you could um from the jazz part we did i did kind of say i liked the i liked the knicks package more but if you look at a cumulative pool for what they got for mitchell and gobert it's malik beasley tht walker kessler jared vanderbilt laurie markinen colin sexton abaji a first around this year two firsts in 2025 two swaps in 26 first in 27 another first in 27 two firsts in 29 it's a ridiculous haul for two people we both did not think very highly of six months ago so pretty impressive job by them just as a total pool but uh I mean, if they want to suck, that could be the other reason they don't want R.J. Barrett. It's like he might be a little too good. We're happier to let 2022 Rudy Gay, a.k.a. Colin Sexton, go to work. Yeah. yeah. No, I was not. I actually kind of just thought like the if the Raptors were in on this too. But Let's I go. feel like, like you there, said, Alex. like you get Trent and OG, <laughs> you might be too good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you think, think they're they still going to throw their hat in the win by Nyana race there? Oh, I think, I mean, the Spurs have set a pretty low bar on how far you could go to the bottom. I think the Jazz might try to match it. They're also going to add, like, keep in mind, like, three to four picks with, they're going to trade Bogdanovich. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Conley's going to fetch them, but Clarkson's going to fetch a a decent amount too. He's great. So, um, yeah, good job by the Jazz so far here. Danny Ainge. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Danny Ainge guy. I'm a bit of a truther, but whatever this is a hit to the truth or resume we're not going to talk about that nfl russell wilson got a fat new contract today five years 245 million dollars now there's 160 guaranteed and a 50 million dollar signing bonus i saw his nice tiktok video today in his suit with the let's ride he seems very excited now he does have two years left before this so this is now a seven-year tenure oh. he will have with denver and that will take him to his age 40 season so he's now the second highest paid quarterback in the league on average annual value. And I personally would like to come out with the take that I know they have no choice because they're like desperate for a quarterback. Like they were, you know, for years at the bar till like 2.30 a.m. Like looking for the bird, <laughs> looking for the quarterback. They finally got one that's like has the resume of a champion. But I just want to get out in front of this one and say undersized best days are probably Ooh. behind him. Been hit a bunch. <laughs> Been hit a bunch. Less yeah. mobile, which was his like calling card of attribute. I don't know that this is going to age very well. And I know he came out and said he wants to play till he's 45. I think it's a little <laughs> different when you're Tom Brady and you have like this crazy diet. And I know Russell Wilson probably does too, but I don't know that this is going to age very well for a small quarterback. That's the take I would like to have. I'm going to corner that one on day one. I'm going to, can I, can I buy down stock on that? in your take? It, yeah. it, it is available. The <laughs> prices are going up. 
Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I agree with you, Phil. Like, I think, like, his best attribute to me outside of his legs is his deep ball. Like, he has, like, probably one of the prettiest deep balls in the NFL. Um, and if things keep going the way they're going, I mean, when you when you get old, I feel like the two things you lose are your mobility and your, like, your arm strength kind of goes down. So, well, for a guy like that. He's not that old, and he's not going to be that old. Well, he's going to be 40 I'm not saying at the end of this deal. Like his very last season, he'll be 40, and even that's not that old. How old was Drew Brees when he retired? Well, Drew right, Brees but had what a I'm noodle saying arm. Is... Drew Brees had a noodle arm for his last two years when he was like above 40 years old. But until then, he was fine. Agreed. But what I'm saying is that I've already seen signs of decline personally. And, and well, I Seahawks think... got rid of him too. They're like, let's, you know, uh, next year could be even worse. Absolutely. And I don't think it's all, it's obviously some of it's like the O-line and things like that and maybe other issues he had with Seattle specifically. But I think definitely there's been some decline in his production. So I would be like, I'm with you, Phil. I'm buying, I'm emptying the account on that, on that, on the Russell Wilson stock. You're a defender. Yeah, I'm going to short your stock. Okay, I welcome (laughs) that. I feel like players can get older and older nowadays because of obviously like technology and stuff. And I don't think 40 is old for a quarterback at all. And that's only his very last season. He'll be 40. Like late thirties, mid thirties is fine for a quarterback. I don't see how you can say his best days are behind him when he's like thirty two, thirty three. Like that's kind of your prime as a quarterback. I mean, the only thing you can say is undersized, but he's made it work in the past, so I don't see why he can't. Well, I I think it is old for for an unconventional quarterback mm-hmm. would be my thing. Like I wouldn't be in the mm-hmm. Kyler Murray business when he's thirty two, and I'm not saying Ooh. this is the same thing. <laughs> but I'm saying that Russell Wilson last year, like if you look at the whole picture together, it's height, it's the hits he's taken behind a battle line, it's the injuries he's already pulled up. It's the, for some reason the Seahawks just said we're better off without you. Like why is that not a red flag to yeah. some people? The Seahawks had no reason to dump him, and they did. I think the guy burns hot. I don't know. I just wouldn't want to be in this business for a long time is my only take. That's my take. I'm, going I'm with, with you. I'm with you. Um, the ripple effect of this one is Lamar Jackson, who is now oh, without boy. a contract, seven days till the season. He is his own agent, which is kind of the problem in this situation, it seems like. And he, from everything that they're saying, the insider sources are saying he's looking at the Deshaun Watson deal and saying, I want that. That's $230 million fully guaranteed. I'm an MVP. I'm not a predator off the field, so I should be making that money. I should be getting the all-guaranteed. And the Ravens are saying, that's the outlier. Like, Russell Wilson's contract doesn't have that amount of guarantees. Neither does Kyler Murray's. You need to be on that pay scale, and he's telling them, I want the guarantees. So people are really getting in this. Lamar was liking photos of him on the Dolphins on Twitter. I saw a quick Photoshop. He was loving Uh, that. I mean, I I personally don't (laughs) think this is going to hang over the Ravens season, but... A lot of people do. So I wonder what camp you guys are in. I'm in the Pay Lamar camp because you brought up two names there. You know, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson as comparables. He's better than Kyler Murray, like way better. And he's much, much, much younger than Russell Wilson. So I think he should be making the Deshaun Watson type of money. Top five quarterback, in my opinion. Like this guy carries the team. Um, I know they have a strong defense. They have really good coaching. The culture in general is, you know, like, Baltimore's a good football franchise, but like this guy carries the offense, um, and I think he should get paid. So I'm a huge Lamar guy. Um, so I I don't know. I'm not a fan of you know Baltimore trying to trying to underpay my guy, especially when he's his own agent. Yeah, 
I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm a big, big Lamar guy. He's like he's 25. I mean, he was, I guess, now like three years removed from winning unanimous MVP, which is, I mean, people forget that. Like he was, you know, at the top of the world a few years ago. So it's not like he's declined that much. He's if 32 is a prime, I mean, he's on his way up the mountain to this to his physical prime. So uh, <laughs> I would, I, I just imagine in the interview when you say like, or in the meetings when you say like he wants something like Deshaun Watson. I imagine him like at night, just like printing it out, like the PDF of Deshaun's contract, like, <laughs> editing out like Lamar Jackson, crossing out Deshaun, yeah. and then he slides it to slides it to like the the GM. It's like this is what I want. Like sign it or don't. So I hope they do sign it uh, because I am a big fan, and I think it, they'd be stupid to to let some sort of stupid rift develop because he is really good. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I think they should pay him, but I think uh, the question. Phil was asking was if this is going to hang over their season. I don't think it's going to matter. I think he's still going to, you know, play and they'll they'll get it over with next off season probably. So I think it'll be fine and he'll make his money. I think he is. I agree with that because I think he's one of those rare guys that like like Aaron Rodgers. If this was happening, I'm not to talk about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, but this would be the biggest deal. And it, I mean, it was the biggest yeah. deal. Like literally yeah. 12 months ago when he had like three years left anyway. So. Yeah. I'm, I, but he's one of those guys I feel like could like easily put it to the side and it wouldn't yeah. matter to him. He's he's that type of personality. Yeah, he's just gonna play. So mm-hmm. and they're saying if he bets big, like this is ten years ago. Flacco did this and then obviously won the Super Bowl and then made you know quintuple his money that he was supposed yeah. to make. I mean, mm-hmm. people are saying it. I'm not saying it. I'd be down for that. A little Flacco season. I was listening to yeah. ESPN this morning and the lady said they brought up that point and I thought, huh, that's a good point. And then the lady said, and you know what you can't and you know what she said, you know what I can't wait for? Week one, Flacco against the Ravens. I was like, <laughs> I can wait, ma'am, but interesting. Interesting. Um I want to read you a quote from July twenty sixth, two thousand twenty two. It says, quote, We had an awesome run with Jimmy. It was great. We've moved on to Trey. We think Jimmy would have been traded if it wasn't for the surgery. And then a quote from August 29th, 2022, from the same guy says, when I told Trey that Jimmy's coming back, he said, awesome. That dude was awesome for me last year. I can't wait for it to be the exact same way. So, Jimmy Exact Goffle- same way, Trey? Yeah. Really? Exact? <laughs> exact. You down with the bench again, boss? <laughs> yeah. He can't wait. It's awesome. He was an awesome dude for me last year. So That's what you want your franchise quarterback saying. Hey, him? He can take my job. That's yeah. cool. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm good to wait another year. So, I could use some more work. Yeah. That's the Sam Darnold Patrick mindset. Patrick Mahomes was behind the behind Alex Smith for only one year. What would it do for me if I was behind Jimmy G for two? Oh. I'd be double as good as Mahomes. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. He's probably got, he's thinking like, I got the iPad, like all set up the way I want. Mm-hmm. Like I got some yeah, games on there for timeouts. I just figured yeah. out how to change the screensaver on the surface. Like I was yeah. loving it. Man. Yeah. I uh, this is quite the situation here. We've talked about this a lot throughout the off season. I think everybody has for eighteen months. It's just been about Jimmy G, Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan. This triangle. I I have so many questions. My first one: I don't understand why why Jimmy G is signing up for this, like a backup job. I know he's going to be highly paid, but he's thirty one. Like I don't well, think there was an option anywhere else where he'd actually get paid this much. Like it was. The 49ers, I think, tried. I don't think they didn't. but And uh, he he didn't have to sign off on it either. But uh, I think there was just not really any market for him. So that's why. Yeah. 
And didn't I don't I think we mentioned this a while ago, but what weren't there players on New England that kind of questioned his competitiveness? Like he wouldn't come to certain games oh, even yeah. though he was healthy or he'd sit out of practice. That kind of made this kind of made me think of that because I'm sure he could, even if it was for a slight pay cut, take a starting job somewhere or figure something out. But I'm sure, you know, to a certain extent, he's if, if those things are true, he's probably content. Like he's in a great city. You know, he's got guys that really like he probably gets along with. He gets to kind of mentor a new quarterback and then he just gets paid like really well to do it. Have you it. have you watched uh, Blue Mountain State? I have not. No, no, no. They fill yeah, me they... in. Um, I mean, the main character in that show is the backup quarterback at the college, and it's kind of like the show follows him around, and it's just like his take is that being the backup quarterback is like the best job in the world because it's like yeah, everyone knows you, you make money, no pressure on you, you can just party, and that's kind of like what this is like. It's like, and as soon as he gets the starting job in the show, he kind of like hates it. He's like, I actually have to like work yeah. now. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's kind of one of those situations. Dude, Jimmy G, I could see him being exactly like that because he's like a handsome guy. He's like, I can yeah. stay out at the bar like all night long. And like, I don't have to worry <laughs> about like getting back in time. Like I could practice hungover easily. It's not like I have backup yeah. competition here. So this, yeah. could, I could actually see this. He also kind of perfectly encapsulates like the West Coast mindset. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. West like, Coast ethos. Yeah. He, West Coast ethos <laughs> is a new one. I don't want that in my quarterback. But the Midwest, Colin would say, is the... yeah prime zone East, yeah he seems like yet. a big like now he's just gonna pull up to the back of the film room hoodie up like he's putting in minimal effort <laughs> he has sunglasses hiding the hangover <laughs> he's like yep trey you got it yeah you got this one uh -huh. he'd be like okay rep like we're gonna do this drill like who wants first team reps like trey's not feeling great trey you got this one like yeah. i'll let you know how it goes he's like I'll you're the starter it. man like yeah you're gonna need the reps dude trust me He's like, dude, I played with Brady. You think he was giving me reps? Like, yeah. you got to take the reins here, man. Jimmy, Jimmy, I mean, he, in his mind, he's probably pretty accomplished. Super Bowl finalist. <laughs> yeah. Con been to the, you know, NFC, NFC finalist. NFC finalist. So he won a if Super you're Bowl? talking about I mean, a chill West he, Coast ethos. Yeah. And second most rings of all active quarterbacks. And there you go. Yeah. And and he has rings. Two rings yeah. as a backup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Three. He has three. He's I probably chilling. Really? Yeah. I look think at, he has three. Look at Jamie go, man. Um, I, my opinion is that I think this is a real weird move by Kyle Shanahan, yeah. and I understand you do want like a good backup behind Trey Lance. Yes, I understand that. But isn't that something you maybe want to get in March or April or so, sometime around there? Why Why are we acting like there's not going to be people in that locker room who are saying Jimmy Garoppolo got us to the NFC Championship game? If Trey Lance even starts to struggle, I know people in that room are going to be like, well, Jimmy didn't struggle like this. Why don't we yeah. just give the ball to him? He's going to be hanging around the whole time. Yeah. It's a dark cloud over Trey Lance. I think it's a terrible move. I understand you want to have the good backup, but get the guy in March because you know the situation can't happen. In my opinion, it's going to be very weird. That's true because like, regardless of what type of quarterback you get, it's it's still a new environment for that quarterback. But with Jimmy G, like you said, like it's already this like shadow that's like behind Trey Lance where I think his leash is a lot shorter with Jimmy G as the backup as opposed to literally any other quarterback yeah. um, as his backup because it's like, whatever, like we got to ride with this kid regardless. But like, you know, you're in a, in a situation in the season where you can't afford to lose two, three games in a row. It's like, you know, 
you're out of here. Like, let's put Jimmy G back in. Yeah. And then that's already derailing Trey Lance's career. Like, that's not supposed to happen with the third overall pick. Yeah. Um, QB. Like, why are we... We're kind of pretending that Jimmy G is, like, going to be the backup for sure. But yeah. we're forgetting that Kyle Shanahan's the coach. Kind of like Trey yeah. Sermon last year. Like, every, every <laughs> roster decision on that team... They just have like a committee, and it's just like we're just gonna like roll the dice and see who's I gonna mean, start. I mean, Trey Lance might be on waivers next year for all we know. Honestly, <laughs> like, I think you never know with Cal as the coach. So I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. I was gonna say I think it's so funny the way Kyle Shanahan. I've said this before. I think the way he's he like runs his team is so funny because it's like almost like he forgets that they're actual like people. Like yeah. he thinks it's yeah. like a simulator. It's a game. Where he's like, okay, he's got like uh you know. Debo's got like 96 speed. Okay, let's try him at running back and receiver. Like <laughs> yeah. we can do that. We can put him in yeah. both slots. And it'd be like, okay, we can get we can sign a 90 set like a 90 90 overall backup for this much. Like yes, like do it. He forgets <laughs> that there's like actual people that like have to like get along with each other and stuff. It's just very funny to me. I almost I almost feel like like Shanahan like doesn't value the quarterback position at this point. He had Jimmy G, didn't want him, brought him back. Drafted Trey Lance, who, you know, we weren't really sure that he was a lock or anything when he could have had Mac Jones if he wanted. Um, or Justin Fields. or just And, and he could have made, like, so many moves, but it's always like, ah, oh, like, my quarterback's bad again. And it's act, he's acting like it's, like, someone else's fault that, like, he hasn't, like, had a good quarterback. He's like, damn, like, I'm stuck with Trey Lance and Jimmy G. It's like, bro, like, you're the one that just said, like, he's out of here. Um, he's out of here. Like, we're trading him. And then you bring him back in, in you know, August. In regards to the why they didn't trade him earlier, I think they were waiting for like that um, like training camp injury where a team would be like super mm. desperate, lose their starting quarterback. It's like we'll pay a first round pick for Jimmy G. That's how bad we were. Well, that might be what they want to do now. It's like, okay, well, I know we got a no trade. I know we got a no go. franchise tag as well, so they can't keep him past the season unless you know they yeah. can't tag him. So if he wants to go, he can go. It's only a one year deal. I was listening. There was a debate. It wasn't really a debate. Somebody said, "I'm not so sure Kyle Shanahan doesn't prefer like a Jimmy G quarterback who's like a robot that like okay, his ceiling might be low, but I know what I'm gonna." get like on a minimal level Trey Lance has like wild swings you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. people are like I'm not so sure Cal Shanahan wouldn't just prefer to have somebody who's just gonna listen and like it, his ceiling doesn't have to be that high he's like that type of brain that he just wants a guy he knows will follow his instructions which Trey Lance you never know yeah that's true that's true with Trey Lance you know way more way more risk but with Jimmy G you know you try to not put too much on his shoulders when you don't put too much on his shoulders he can he's all right yeah He's, he's perfectly adequate, but that's about it. I mean, the start of my Kyle Shanahan fandom, because people know I'm a Shanahan guy, it started when I watched him bring like CJ Beathard to, into Lambeau and they covered the spread. And I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. because. <laughs> and he was on the sideline with his hoodie up and it was cold. I remember it so well. I was watching right in this room and I was like, yep, this guy's got it going on. But now I'm out. I'm out. This I, situation is out. out. I'm really? Out. I'm announcing oh, wow. I'm out. Because so. there were some moves where I was like, I can't believe Phil's still in on the Shanahan. Shanahan guy. This is this, this no. is the one. This is I'm, I don't get this at all. I'm in on. I'd want Jimmy G to take the starting job again. Same. Like I, I'll like the reason <laughs> I will be watching the 49ers is so Trey Lance can mess up and my guy Jimmy G gets back in there. I love Jimmy G. I love them to see. I'm I'm rooting for just Debo direct snap every yeah. time. Yes, just you, let him go to work like Ronnie Brown Wildcat. <laughs> I love yeah. Debo yeah. thinking like Shanahan just is gonna stop putting him at running back. It's like, dude, when he calls the play that you're running the ball, like, what are you going to do? Not, like, go out on the field? Like, you're running this ball, guy. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just, like have some foresight. Like if this is, if you want to have a good backup, get Teddy Bridgewater in March. Like why do you have to drag it out all the way? What, why? It doesn't make any sense to me. They knew Jimmy G wasn't, it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. So I'm out. I don't get it. And then the, the quotes, it, it just, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. But at week one, I'll probably bet the Niners and I'll be back. Um, yeah. Transaction wire went down. There was cuts. Everybody had to get to 53 men. Biggest story is Alex's Raiders. They uh, Here's their last three drafts where they had first-round picks. 2019, they had three first. They took Cleveland Farrell fourth. They took Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Abram. They declined all fifth-year options on all of those guys. They won't be back next year. 2020, uh, Henry Ruggs. Don't want to talk about that. But they also had Damon Arnett. They had two first-round picks. Damon Arnett, of course, you know, Terminator. Put, yeah, put guns up on Instagram DMs and then got <laughs> cut. And then their first-round pick from 2021, Alex Leatherwood, released and now claimed by the Bears. So this is really the big story. They took no, a huge. No, he got released. Yes, released. The oh, memes yeah. guy. The meme connoisseur, first-round no. pick. But they took an absolute bath on salary to cut him. They're like minus seven mil to just not have him on the team. Wow. So pretty big failure of a situation here but this was the mayock gruden era so it's going it's going to go down as one of the worst in history i mean that many picks that many first round picks and like none of them are on the team all of them got cut um and and this and the leather one one might be the worst of them all because within a year (laughs) within a year he's just not even on the team like it is it was it's tough um lot of i mean i'll like i'll say a lot of poor character draft choices as well Mm-hmm. Um, that's for certain. And yeah, I don't know. Gru- I don't know what Gruden saw. I feel like he was just trying to be different at that point. Like he knew like the guy wasn't even good, but he's like, nah, nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed right. to take Devin white. No, I'm going to take Cleveland Farrell. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I'll never forget this. He said he drafted Cleveland Farrell. Cause like, he's a good locker room guy. I'm like, I think oh, you nice. can get that in like the sixth round, <laughs> not with the fourth overall pick. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, to be fair, it's a miracle the Raiders are even, like, half decent, um, given how many first-round picks they've whiffed on. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah, John Gruden also saying this week that, like, he hopes for a second chance. It's like, okay, like, first yeah. of all... Like, like, Ken Holland's not in the NFL. Yeah, all right. That was, that was messed up. That was rude. That was really rude. But, um, but John Gruden, not only a scumbag, but also terrible like decisions. Like Tom Brady, no. Alex Leatherwood, yes. Gronk, no. Cleveland Farrell, yes. Like just bad records. So I don't think he's going to get a second chance. I don't even think we need to talk about it. But Leatherwood is, is a pretty tough cut on. I, yeah, no, I think this to me reminds me of like the, uh, the like 2007, 2008 Florida team where they're going to make a movie on it and it's going to be like Gruden, like the racist like GM who had like the guy with guns on Instagram. <laughs> like it's just going to be a great 30 for 30 and I'm all uh, I'm all in on it. It's going to be super fun. Let's go. Let's go. And yeah. I love I love the Bears too being like, "Oh my god. Thank god. Former first round pick. Oh my, get him. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if he's bad. Get I think him. a couple teams must have put in claims cuz you would think like cuz I see a bunch of like Trey Sermon got claimed by the yeah. Eagles and stuff and I'm thinking of, yeah, he landed on his feet. Jaquaski Tart and Trey Sermon. <laughs> they caught Jaquaski though. They got rid of Jaquaski. Oh, I, I know. I kind of why does my brain store this information? But if you're doing the draft research like a year ago, you're like, this guy was twenty fourth on my board, now he's available for free. Like I bet a tons of ton of team put in claims on him. Yeah. One of them was yeah. probably Adam's Dallas Cowboys, so I did want to ask him about because <laughs> 
They've downed Tyron Smith, but they said that Ty Smith is definitely the starter at left tackle. Now he's just going to slide oh, out of guard. Sl- okay. Yeah. T Smith. Just It's like the same thing. It's like nothing ever happened at all. <laughs> um, but the other thing that the Cowboys did that I wanted to ask you about, because this is really your specialty, they cut Brett Maher, and now they have no kicker on the roster. Nice. So what do you think the strategy is there? They're just going no kick? Is okay. Brett Maher bad? Um, I mean, the thing about Brett Maher, I was telling Phil about this. It's like when you're okay. when you're an NFL team and you're getting a kicker, like you want someone who's gonna make the the kicks, like the thirty yard kicks. Right, that's right. what matters. Yeah, that is the goal. Like yeah. you want to be in thirty yards and be like, "Okay, we can get three points right now." With Brett, you're never you never have right. that feeling in your life, right? <laughs> like you're you're anywhere within okay. like the halfway line and their one yard line, and you're like, "Yeah, there's a fifty percent chance he hits this kick." Like, it doesn't matter where you are on the field. Think, so, like, 96 kick power, like, 38 accuracy. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> literally him. It's it's so, like, difficult to watch because you never, no matter 63-yarder or 26-yarder, it's the same thing. So that really sucks. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But we also have the best special teams coordinator of all time, so I, I'm sure he'll figure something out. He'll so, cook it up. Who's yeah. that again? The guy from the Rams. I don't even remember. Uh, oh, the oh, guy with the bones. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've had him for a while, so he's really good. I personally, my personal goat special teams, we fence Rich Bisaccia. Yeah. yeah. That's but our special take. Bones is up there. He's in the top five. Yeah. The we should have a yes. We should draft Dra- special teams coordinators. coordinators. Now that I think about <laughs> that it, that would be, be like fun. That'd be <laughs> not fun. That would be electric. Can you name one? Oh, Joe Judge. Joe Judge. We forgot him. Right, He'd right. be in the top five. Judge. Who was that guy that the Packers had last year? Because the Packers were just terrible. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, he was good. Um, I was going to say, though, you brought in uh, Jason Peters for a workout, just so you know. Which oh. We saw Jason Peters How last he, year. like 38, He's got to be right near the grave. 40. Wow. And remember last year he was on the Bears in week one, and he literally fell over and yeah. like broke his back and yeah. then was just never seen again. So I'm hoping the Cowboys bring him in. Yeah, I wonder how his workout went. I mean, that's a good Tyron Smith replacement. It's like the same guy, except worse. Yeah, yeah, it's like the same guy. Like nine years later, if Tyron Smith, <laughs> if Tyron Smith somehow stays in the league for another nine years, well, then yeah. well, the thing with Peters is, is he plays like his uh, muscle tore off the bone. Yeah, yeah, he, he plays, plays like it. he plays yeah. like he tore his hamstring. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he might have not actually done it yet, but he plays like yeah. it. Um, there was a couple quarterback claims I wanted to run by, particularly for Owen, because Kellen Mond got claimed by the Browns, which led to the Browns releasing Josh Rosen. So this is kind of a twofold for you because you love J- Kellen Mond, you love Josh Rosen. Right. I just wanted to remind you of the time that the guy did, made the fake trade offer Kellen Mond for Trey Lance after the draft. So remember that one? That was good. <laughs> I do remember that. I do like Kellen Mond. I hope he finds a home because he's got he deserves better than getting publicly roasted in press conferences seems like he's got a home with the browns yeah and i hope that like it sticks though i hope it's like a good home uh, like i'll be i hope he beats up reset let's go let's go you think let's we'll go see him at some point jacoby Brissett is kind of made of glass yeah i mean i think mon's good i think he's good enough to he can play a game over jacoby Brissett. okay know? i can agree with yeah. that the only other quarterback claim that I wanted to mention was my boy Ian Book got picked up by the Eagles, and I, I have decided when the funds right. get into my account, I will be spending my $18 custom New Orleans Saints number 16 book. I think it's a worthy add to my collection of terrible quarterbacks, so I wanted to make that known. Um, Tony Jefferson got released, another guy that we really root for. He got immediately picked up by the Giants, though. I just want to make sure that people are aware now he's on the Giants, not the Ravens, and he's playing with glasses. 
Uh, Nathan Peterman got cut by the Bears. That one was tough. That's my boy. But really, the big punter news that I wanted to mention was that uh, Stonehouse has won the Titans job, beat out Brett Kern. Well, this is one that we walked in on early on the Titans, and we just <laughs> I had to let you guys know that Stonehouse has, in fact, won the job. So any emotions there? Go ahead. Tough to see my guy go. I kind of liked Kern. I feel like I'd used to, I got used to seeing him out there. Yeah. He's very so. Titans. He's super Titans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that means, let's just go with it. Yeah. I like that. Um, oh, LaVisca Chenault got traded too, because that's a blockbuster that everybody oh, had to mention. Where? The Panthers. And Baker said he was shocked by his physicality as a blocker, which basically means I hope he doesn't <laughs> run routes for me. I hope he's in there for that's runs. So that's so bad. the worst thing to hear. Yeah, that's a tragedy. And that's, that's not so even bad. like a compliment. Like saying I'm shocked by his fit. It's like you expected him to be like way too weak. And yeah. Like, oh, you can actually like kind of block someone. Especially when and- he's soft. And it's coming from from Baker Mayfield. <laughs> no? Not the guy I want to compliment from. I'm not no. gonna lie. Um, no. I'm trying to. Th- oh yeah, uh, uh, Jalen Rager got traded to the Vikings as well. People were memeing the Eagles like, "Oh, you could have had Justin Jefferson." I mean, that joke's been running to the ground. Whatever. But really, the exciting part is the Eagles got more for Jalen Rager than the Cowboys got for Amari Cooper. So. Way to go, Howie Roseman. He grinded the phones there, got that conditional fifth. I mean, that's tough. That's a tough look for the boys, I would say. But, oh, well. Bad look for the Cowboys. Oh, no. Um, Kenyon Drake went to the Ravens. He did go to the Ravens. That was another Raiders cut. I thought, I thought you know, he would be part of that, like, eight-man uh, committee mm. that we were, we're going to have at running back this year, but unfortunately not. I can only name Josh Jacobs. I don't know the other fellas in that. Zamir White. Mm. That's my guy. Um, and that's then my, Brandon guy. Bolden. Brand, oh, Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden. You know, Former that's, Patriot. A classic. that's a classic. And then I think they brought in another uh, Pats guy. So it's just. Like, it's loaded. It's like, yeah, it's like eight people. We know James White's looking for a job, kind of. Yeah, he retired, he'll probably but, get one with the Raiders. Yeah, they can call him up. Still time. Patriots West. Patriots West. Stidham made the roster, I think. Um we're talking about the Bills and the Jets today, and then we're done in the NFL preview zone. So get excited because we're almost there. I want to start with the Jets because it's Owen's favorite team. It's also a very weird team. Now, I, I went into the research, and I remembered that the Jets had made moves that I liked. So I went in expecting to be optimistic about the Jets this year, like Sauce Gardner fourth, Garrett Wilson traded back in the first round and got that linebacker late. They got Brees Hall early in the second round. I think they had four of the first 36 picks in the draft. They made some good free agent signings. I like CJ Uzama. I like a couple of the defensive guys they brought in as well. So I went in expecting to be kind of impressed by this roster of talent because I had heard some hype. But then when you look at the accumulation of talent, I still kind of feel a little underwhelmed by the Jets. But I will say, I do like the direction they're going in. If you have their roster pulled up, I think if you looked at it, you would be impressed by some of these young players they have. So really, it all hinges on Zach Wilson still. It's nothing really new that we know there because I like Robert Sala personally. I think this is the year you have to determine that if Zach Wilson is going to be the franchise guy or not. And it seemed like to me that the training camp would be an important part of that. Obviously, he got hurt in the first week and might not even play the first week of the regular season. So... I have some concerns about that, but to me, I would say that's what this year's all about. But where's your head at with this one? Um, yeah, I think you you're right. Like we have some solid pieces. Like there's obviously work to be done, maybe on our D line, and and we could probably improve 
a little bit our offensive line as well. But I mean, the receiving core is not terrible. We have some decent backs, right? If Brees Hall actually turns out to be what he was like advertised as. And then our secondary, I mean, Sauce Gardner looks like a stud. So the question I is I saw zero targets in uh two preseason games or something. Two preseason drives, yeah. maybe. Mm. Yeah. No, no, it was like two I think it was two games. Two it games. was like he he looked really good. There was some stat I read too. Nice. But um but yeah, it does, you're right, it does hinge on Zach Wilson. Put up for shut up time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Let's win some games. Phil, Phil was right about um, when you look through their roster, there's actually some names where you look and you're like, all right, like I, I remember these guys. And anytime you can say, I remember these guys, that's not bad. That's okay. Yeah. Um, like even on yeah. just defense, Quan Alexander, he made a crazy hit the other day. So I don't know, maybe he's back. <laughs> CJ Mosley, CJ Mosley's been pretty good for them. And then I don't know, is Quinn and Williams actually good or not? Yeah. yeah he is. Good. Okay. He yeah. is good. Got brought in Solomon Thomas. He wasn't bad for the Raiders. Like you said, Sauce Gardner. Um, I mean, a big so, ki- a big pickup is they got um the old Cowboys guy Greg the Leg, Greg Zerline. Oh yeah, which is probably like a like a top seven kicker. Let's go. Top That's always seven. a good attribute. Have, like he's did accurate. They have Nick Folk before he was on the Patriots. I don't know who oh, they yeah, had, Patriots. but you know now That's you have an accurate Jets. guy with a big leg, so you're happy there. And like they, I, I think they've been happy. drafting like decent, like even in the, like Elijah Vera Tucker, Makai Becton was unfortunate, um, but like yeah, even the offense, I think if like. Like Zach Wilson needs to be better, right? Like quarterback is is a lot of your success in the season. Um, so I, I don't really think there should be any excuses for him. Like I think he's got a pretty decent um, uh, offense. Corey Davis is like, wow, we're st- still waiting on Corey Davis. Yeah, I'd probably take you up on your take that you said the receiver room was like pretty good. Like, it is good. That's a. It's it's not pretty a, good, but it's better than I thought. I, I yeah, mean, it looks like pretty below no like, it's not bad at all elijah moore is good garrett wilson's good garrett wilson's a rookie is he not so i mean denzel mims can take the top off i've seen him catch a couple of deep balls. he also took the top off on a trade request and, and this they, week <laughs> <laughs> and they have braxton Berrios. that's right who i yeah and he's always working out i see him on instagram every other day working out he is he's gotta and be really good you see his right? ad is Probably at decent. honey nut Berrios, which is one of the worst nicknames that i've ever horrible. heard in my life it's terrible yeah can, can i just i haven't said this board. on the pod before i want the jets to be good man like i remember when the jets were like not bad with alex sanchez and it was mark like sanchez. mark sanchez um i just want them to be good I agree. The football like is better. Football is better when the Jets are good and the Giants. The Jets are the closest thing to the Mets. It's just it's a perfect same. They rhyme. It's it's exact same thing. It's better for the sports when they're good because they're not the Giants or the Yankees, but they still bring a big show effect to them, yeah. and they're kind of like a national like disaster usually. But I would say, like this roster is good. And, okay, let's say Jimmy G's their quarterback. That's like the median like quarterback. This team would win six or seven games. No. Well, yes yeah. yeah right six or seven yeah so that's got to be the bear with zach wilson if you can get to six or seven with this then you can keep running around with them i would say i mean zach yeah. wilson needs to win six to seven games like, or else he's got, out of a or job else he's out of a job yeah so that would be my take but i like robert sala personally i think he can lead a football team i think they have the right coach i think the ingredients are there i'm pretty optimistic about the jets in the long term in the short term maybe not so much yeah i agree yeah i'm i <clears throat> i think Zach Wilson might be just Ryan Leaf. I've kind of thought about it. Well, this is a long way from 16 months ago. You said he was Mahomes, but if if he is bad though for them, 
that's still, like you said, still long-term wise, I still think they're in a really good position because if they can get, which they probably will if they're bad, a top 10 pick, the quarterbacks you could get are pretty good. Like, I love this quarterback class. Like, CJ Stroud and um, the kid from Alabama, I'm blanking. Bryce Young. Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Um, I know there's a couple others. Like, those are some really good players that I like a lot more than, like, for instance, the quarterback's draft uh, this two, past two, one. two years ago. It. Yeah. Well, not 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 the picket one, the Lawrence Fields, uh, really Jones. You like him like, more than that class, yeah. more than Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce Young okay. is unbelievable, and I love CJ Stroud mm-hmm. too. Those those guys are top. College football season hasn't kicked off yet. Lots of games left. We'll see what happens. Like they they played last year and were really good. So <laughs> there you go. That's the spirit. I like Alex is seeing what he needs to see. He's like, yep. Yeah, after one year, that I walked in. Um, their offensive coordinator is Mike Lafleur. In case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. So what if this is the Jimmy G team, though? I know I just brought him up as the median, but Robert Sal was in San Francisco. So is Michael Fleur. What if Matt calls up Kyle and is like, yo, hook my brother up? Mm. I don't know if they're brothers. I'm assuming they are. I think they are. Probably. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I like the roster, but the bad news is they have the sixth hardest schedule in the league. So that's never a good sign. So Zach's going to have a tough go because he's going up against the third hardest schedule of defenses. So, and again, no training camp. I mean, there's things that they can do more of. I was reading lots about how they didn't use play action a lot. When they use play action, it was to his advantage. He did have some good accuracy, but his decision-making was really bad. He was always holding the ball for too long like those are things you can teach so i want to be optimistic about zach for owen but again the arrow might be pointing down so that's a little bit negative but division like six hard games for the jets at their level like again i don't rate the patriots but going up against belichick twice is like not great if you're zach wilson he might like put your brain into a pretzel a couple times didn't they 45 zero them or something last yeah. year? Mm-hmm. Can I just yeah. say, I, th- I, th- I think it was so funny just looking Maybe back twice. last year on the draft where Zach Wilson made that one incredible throw where he was rolling the other way and he threw the... Against threw the, the air. Against the air. And, uh, and like... And and about like a day later, reports came out like, yeah, the Jets know who they want. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? Like, what? The zeroed in uh, on him. That was fire. Uh, division, they got uh, AFC North and NFC North. So like, you know, the Lions wow. and the Bears are about their level, but the AFC North is going to be hard. <laughs> Extras are Broncos, Jags, Seahawks. So maybe you go two and one there. So you could see a road to them patching together some wins. Um good news is they were pretty injured last year second most games lost to injury in the league bad news is on august 1st they would seem like they were already out like three starters makai beckton like died and you just you know they just lost everybody so i mean it is the jets so bad luck is kind of in like the recipe there i think they had terrible turnover luck and field goal luck last year too so maybe that turns around a little bit but bringing out the black helmet as well it's the only other thing i have written down Fire. people forget the black helmet exists over under is five and a half most people like the over it's minus 160 so do you see them getting to six or you see them going lower than five and a half? Like, I think they're gonna win three games <laughs> like yeah, i just looked at their schedule like wow this is a hard schedule for the jets so, it's very challenging it is like you're starting ravens browns Bengals. um wow you got some, and then you go. Do you go more. Packers, Broncos, Patriots, Bills? Is wow. insane. I'd say that's two. a tough stretch. Um, pretty tough stretch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some some of these games are going to be really hard for them to win. So I'm going like six is very high. I think so. I'm going like I'll take I'll take the under there. I mean, I hate it on the receiving room, but um, other than that, five and a half is kind of low. I'll go over. 
Good for you. Look at that. Yeah. Some Jets optimism before yeah. Owen goes. Yeah, they're winning at least six. I would bet like seven or eight. <laughs> um, I do think it's kind of a boomer bust because Zach Wilson, he could either win you three games or he could, I think, win you like eight games because he's still going to make the same throws. It's just, boomer is it going to hit the receiver or is he going to hit the DB? You know? Boomer bust, three to eight. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, that's kind Either of the way. Either way, first overall, or your logos in the wild card hunt come playoff time. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, not, boss, baby. we're not going above five hundred though. That's the boom. No, no, my expectations are not. I've, I've got like tempered expectations. So, eight's kind of where I'm putting the ceiling at. He's doing the right things to take the steps. It's just a question of putting it all together, and then, like you said, the roster in and of itself, not terrible. Probably a, probably slightly below average which is better than five games so i will i will take the over quite happily look at you go i like the boomer bust it, either the, <laughs> three to eight window i think you nailed it perfectly there because i don't see a world where they go two or where they go nine so i think you encapsulated yeah. the window pretty good <laughs> i uh i want the jets to be good but unfortunately it is the jets yeah it's the only thing it's i can true. say sometimes you just got to pick the uniform and the uniform tells me under so, and that, I mean, that when the Jets go back to the sleeves, maybe I'll have some more optimism. That's what they, I mean, that's their look. You can't, can't deviate from your look. So, I don't know, under. Buffalo Bills, it's the last team we have to discuss. It's also the Super Bowl favorite, which is very exciting. And they've been the Super Bowl favorite pretty much the entire offseason. I think from the minute the Super Bowl ended and the lines go up, they were the favorite. They're still the favorite now. They made some moves to obviously spruce up their team a little bit. They're going to be playing a week from right now on opening night against the Rams, so get excited for that. Josh Allen's the MVP favorite. Josh Allen's Offensive Player of the Year favorite. Bills are favorites to win the conference. Bills are favorites to win the Super Bowl. This is a lot of... I mean, actually, we talked about the Bengals a few days ago, and we talked about how quickly the reputation for them changed. I feel like this is a sort of similar thing. Like, the Bills throughout the first 15 to 18 years of my life have been losers and perennial losers and now all of a sudden it gives me some worry that all of a sudden the bills are this hot team that everybody's picking to do well so i think everybody's in on them it's a great opportunity to zag the other way and go out that's my opinion but are you guys agreeing super bowl favorites or are you seeing some anything you don't like or maybe last year was their year because they were obviously so close last year no i think i think it's different because like the bengals were just good like and it was a dramatic turnaround i don't really remember the bills having like a dramatic turnaround in regards to wins losses um and i yeah i'm like you got to respect the bills because i like i said they've been good for a while now um but yeah i totally see them as super bowl contenders they've made the team better like the team was like we it was up there with kansas city we all know how that overtime went i think you know if they faced the Bengals, um i think i think they would have won um and would have been in the super bowl um but yeah i think the team got better they're absolutely loaded on they have the best offense in the nfl um you know i think their defense will still be good i know there's questions you know that brian dayball left and stuff but that that's that shouldn't be a reason to you know stop them from from running that smoke show of an offense so um I, I like the ads you know they still have really good young players um i like dawson knox i like gabe davis they're expecting him to take a really big jump this year um so you know added von miller i know he's older but uh you know they can Super get a Bowl squeeze out squeeze out a year or two of out of that six-year contract <laughs> it's worth it so um i'm i'm big i'm i'm huge on the bills 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really see significant re like decline here. Like, I think they if they got probably slightly better from last year. So, to me, it seems like pretty. It makes sense that they'd be a Super Bowl favorite, and to me, they have to be the like probably they'd be my personal favorite as well. Like, I think they just look so good on paper. I, from what I saw from Josh Allen especially coming on towards the end of last year he looks uh pretty unstoppable so i i love everything about this team i love their defense i love their offense i love their quarterback uh i think they'll have i think they'll they'll roll this year i like what you said about it not being like an overnight grow like cincinnati literally just dramatic turnaround this is like they had peterman and then josh allen struggled and then they kind of made the wild card, and it feels like the natural progression would be like a Super Bowl game for them. They've just been getting closer and closer. They've been growing, and that's uh, pretty exciting for them and their fans. I hope for their success. Their offense, you mentioned a couple of the guys that they're really counting big on. Obviously, Diggs they were able to keep around. I think they extended him a little bit this offseason. I know he had years left beforehand. They drafted that James Cook that they seem to like. The Buffalo running backs are the biggest waste of time in fantasy I've ever seen. The amount of times I've had Devin Singletary and the amount of times I've had Zach, who's Zach Moss, Zach and Moss. Isaiah McKenzie and all those bums. Such a waste of time. Just take Josh Allen. That's literally the only advice I can give. I mean, no duh, he's the best quarterback in fantasy. But anyway, defense, you mentioned Vaughn Miller. Oh, sorry, they did sign Jamison Crowder, too. That's a showstopper right there in the oh, slot. my boy. Huge pickup. Only I love him in fantasy Crowder. on Sunday. Get excited. I love him. <laughs> um, added Case Keenum. That's a huge add. And I mean, he was in that video where he was going around that asking was for the one of the best videos of the off season. Yeah, that was great. So he was worth it for that alone, just getting him for the video. I mean, it, like, there's not much to say because this roster is that good. So best quarterback uh, in the NFL? Question mark. I've have I have him at two behind Mahomes. No, I have him as I have him at two behind Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, you just said no. You didn't give him where he was at. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in the top five. Oh, hot take. Um, <laughs> uh, no, defense going to be top three, top five, too. It, it just makes for a boring preview to really go in depth. There's not much you can really say. Yep. They have a hard schedule, especially at the start. It's at Rams, home Titans, at Dolphins, at Ravens, home Steelers, at Chiefs, Packers. Wow. So, so that's tough at the start. So and especially when you have a new offensive what, coordinator what coming no? in. What are you saying? No, uh, what are you shaking there? your what are you, head about? Both of you guys said no. What, that's hard. That's I mean, not, there's that, no gimmies in there. When, yeah, when are we going to stop calling the Steelers a, a hard okay. team? <laughs> the defense, and bro. <laughs> the defense is crazy still. TJ Watt's going to get you're going four up sacks. against Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Like, uh, there's I mean, no rollover. You're also going up there. against Trubisky, though. Who's a rollover? Uh, Titans, okay. Titans, I'll give you Titans. Dolphins, but they Steelers. Lost the Titans I don't, I don't think year. the Titans or the Dolphins are a rollover. Titans, Dolphins, Steelers are three pretty easy games for the Bills. Agreed. For the Bills. Sure, and they'll probably win they're the going rest guaranteed two and one in those games. Yeah, for they're sure. They're losing a game for sure. I, I agree. They'll wow. go two and one or three and zero. Oh. Guaranteed. <laughs> wow. Guaranteed two and one. But they those, will lose wow. one of those. Out of those games. that you named, yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Alex is locking that in. They won't go one and two though. <laughs> no, no, no. no Alex they'll is, lose one of those. Alex is locked in two and one. Yeah. Okay, but somebody put that in the notes. We can get another bet going. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That. I got that you. Down. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's our next Drew Lock, uh, Geno Smith bet. Yeah. I think as a show, we need to bet more in general. Just if you disagree, just bet. Yeah. Uh huh. It does get easier. It's about mid pack total for difficulty, but again, 
I'm saying that even though it's easy games for the Bills, it's not all easy, and they'll lose some games in there. That's my only point. That's the only thing I wanted to point out. Uh, over-unders 11.5. People like the over. It's minus 140. This is the highest over-under in the league, tied with the Bucks. So, I mean, I'll, I'll start. I don't think I've started once in all 32, so I'm going to take the over on the Bills. I'm taking yeah, I'm going to take the over, too. I think it's their powerhouse. Yeah, I agree. I hate to be chalk, but... Yeah, I'm just gonna go with the flow of people. Alex also on the over. Adam, I'll take the over. Wow, there we go. Thrilling radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps the uh, that wraps the NFL preview. <laughs> I think on the next show we'll do like a little bit of like a potluck thing where like we just bring all the divisions together yeah. and then just we'll just recap everything in this division, the AFC East. We'll do the whole thing next show but the afc east the one to four i'm going buffalo miami new england new york i see it that way same i'll go i'll go bold buffalo new york miami new england wow that's bold that is very bold uh yeah i'm gonna retweet that <laughs> okay go. good for you Let's the go. boomer bust to eight even though you took dolphins over eight and a half this, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> i did do that okay 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 you're right i'm gonna go uh buffalo Miami, New York, then they're the Patriots. That's what I hope happens. Yeah. So I'm the two middle could switch, but the the top and the bottom. That's a bet the house on that. Good, good on you. I'm with yeah. that. Um, I had written down the RJ Barrett thing, but that doesn't matter anymore. He's a Nick. He's locked in. Lock emoji. So we know that segments. What do we have this week? I have an unwritten rule. I love that. I have a power rating. Owen, what do you have? I've got a genius and a bozo. Okay, okay. And and we will be going back to Genius and yes. Bozo full-time for the football season. Yeah. It's like uh, oh, off-season, you get a little more leash. Football season, it's time to lock in and do the Genius yeah. and the Bozo, the bread Tighten and butter. Tighten it up. Can yes. we let Alex mm-hmm. go first? Sure. Oh, okay. Adam has a sneak. Adam knows what I'm going to talk about. Do you about. have is a segment, why? Adam? No. Oh, okay. Are okay. you going to bring Geniuses uh, and Bozos? Or? My segment is hating on Alex's segment. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so you want him to go first? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Like, uh, unwritten rule. Um, you know, anything, it, it can be whatever. Um, it could be what? literally, <laughs> <laughs> it could be whatever, even the most random thing, like a closing pitcher running out of the bullpen, um, you know, to, uh, trumpets. Um, but unwritten rule, you know, we don't have to post about it, you know, five times a day. Every single time he comes out of the bullpen, like this has been going on since like June. It's cool. I get it. But like now it's just overkill where like it's it's literally not that sick. It, it's just a song, some trumpets. He runs out of the bullpen. I mean, if this ever happened in like the World Series, I think Twitter would shut down. Um, yeah. I saw the one where they had Timmy Trumpet, um, the DJ, come out and play live. I don't know, man. It's re- personally, it's sick. not that sick. I think they've been like overkilling this whole thing. You're saying it's got the burrow effect. I think it's got the burrow effect. I don't think it's cool anymore. I think they took something that was cool and they've just reposted it so many times. They post it like a like we've never seen that before. And classic Mets, like you said, let them ruin something in a month. Yeah, I mean the Mets, the Mets fans. I mean they're just they're crazy. I saw saw uh, Dave Portnoy was going at the Mets fans because they don't do anything during the song; they just film. 
which like I agree if you could get like a wave or something yeah. going it would enhance the situation but everybody just films even though you know SNY is going to tweet out the clip in 30 seconds after it happens like with the audio attached exactly it's like going to a concert know. people just film at a concert like I just I, like, I don't know I don't know concert is a once person is there in the city like once the tour is only like yes. I don't know like for a month that we're celebrating something <laughs> on a Tuesday night in July, yes. like it's like it's the weekend performing yes. at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Raw. It's it's a joke. We have 162 nah. games. I don't know how many times he comes in every week, but we post Two it every week, and it's just it's just so annoying. But go ahead, hate on my yeah. take. No, 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 no. I can I back safe. that take up one time? Go ahead. Yeah, I think the internet in general has ruined so many things. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they ruined the Let's Ride was a funny joke, and now it's been memed into like a, it's obnoxious now. Yeah, it's when you hear people now. say Broncos Country, Let's Ride, they ruined Bing Bong, which was funny. I remember oh, yeah. we basically broke that news. We broke that. Story. We were on Bing and Bong they, like twenty minutes after it got posted, and we were laughing. Yeah, yeah. And then we leaked a, the Bing Bong. A week story. later, all the girls had it on TikTok, and it was ruined. Yes, yeah, so that was ruined. This is starting to get ruined too, because I do see it every night. It's the same video every time. It, exactly. And then, Dude, they just ruined everything. It's the worst. They ruined Joe Burrow. Exactly They're forgetting Joe too. Burrow. It's the yeah. same video. I can't it tell is. the difference from the first time they posted it to now. It's the same video. But you watch it every time. I don't. I That's don't. Why you can't tell the difference. Uh, I don't. I'm just I can't. I this one was a little longer. Every time I see it. <laughs> okay, yeah. my take before I let Adam go full hate on your take. I partly agree with you guys. I partly agree with Adam. I my thing is I saw this live in Seattle when nobody knew about it four years ago when oh, he was breaking okay. in and he was All still right, using it. And I saw it when it was I it was like the version of like I had the band before they made it big. Yeah, like yeah. I saw this uh-huh. and I was like that is unbelievable. So I've been waiting for years to people to catch on to this trend, not to brag or anything. So I do like to see it go big, but it is getting a little too much. Now I'm kind of out. Like I I might scroll past it next time on Twitter. Well, if you want to join the full hater side, then we're, we'll welcome you with open arms. Yeah. When you're ready. Yeah. Adam, take your time. Yeah, I'm never going to scroll past it. It's sick. It That's is electrifying. Take. You can't lie. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Whenever I see a pop-up on my feet, I'll take the minute and 26 seconds and I'll watch it. Like, I'm not really. lying. It's not that electric, but nah. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Edwin Diaz, man. What a good guy. Ran into the ground. Tough. Yeah, and you know, he doesn't have any role to play in it. That's the problem. It's like yeah. if like he did something to make it worse, I would hate, but it's like just people he's, hyping he's it up. Caught in a crossfire. It's only a little like a matter of time until like Bleach Report starts tweeting him out. Right now it's just the fringe accounts, like the you know, the MLBs and stuff when they get a hold yeah. lookout. Um my segment this week, I have a power ranking, and then Owen can hit clean up with the genius in the bozo. It is back to school. We mentioned that at the top of the show, and this morning, I was I gave a great memory. I already told the guys in the room this, but I was getting in the car to go to the gym, and uh, the people beside me had their kids against the garage taking photos for the back-to-school pictures, September 1st, and I was like, I remember that. And then that got me thinking on the drive about the stuff that I had to have in my backpack, and I had to have going to the first day of school. So I power ranked the seven most important things that you have to have when you go back to school so that's what i'm going with today number seven (laughs) i got the fresh pack of pencils at seven when you pull out like 20 of those bad boys it's usually in like the little blue container and they're always like sharp out the box you're like perfect you slide into first class and you're like 
and it, like, they got a smell to them too like they're fresh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah 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 no need to sharpen them up right away if you had the ones that you had to pre like oh, i'm a pre-sharpen yeah, are, come on man yeah. what are you doing i don't want the nubs yeah. no <laughs> i want the pre-sharpened to perfection pencil so you had to have those number six i had the new backpack because you didn't need it every year you know i could get at least two or three years out of my bags personally Mm -hmm. but the years that you did get the new one that was sick yeah because you knew like the people were going to notice because in in like junior high and stuff the backpack is like an essential you have it every day you never change it out so having a new one was pretty cool yeah and you're just like still you're fast like three to four days um you're just like fascinated you're like this is great new pocket i might not take this off like i didn't know i had this pocket here yeah this is way better than the old backpack so yeah Mm -hmm. and the old backpacks at the the bottom i used to get like pencil scars and pen scars over time having the fresh one it's like i'm gonna keep this clean but like i'm not really gonna keep it that clean number five i have uh the new loose leaf paper i was one of those guys that like to get the whole 200 pack and put it in the binder you know what i'm talking about like i like to be fully set up oh and you're really shaking your head on this one no, I've always been a notebook guy. Notebooks I keep it together. I keep it tight. I mean, a notebook and then if I put the loose leaf paper all in the binder, it's like the same thing, though. <laughs> it's true. That's true. 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 Yeah. Maybe, maybe you had it figured out. Maybe I did. Number four, this one's more of a high school thing, but the calculator. Um, mm. Like, if you were going to the first date without the Texas instrument and the teacher was like, like where's the Texas <laughs> instrument? That was always tough. So you did need to have that set because otherwise it was a pretty rough scene. Yeah. Like, oh, like, like me... we don't care if you can't afford one. Yeah. Like, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like, put it on a credit card. <laughs> 160 bucks. It's going to set yeah. you back. It's like, you need to buy this um, because we need you to calculate, like, one function. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So pay the $60. And then it, it was always awkward because it's like you're sitting beside somebody you don't know and they just be like, hey, can you put this like in the middle? Like, yeah. You put yours like between. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we can can both we put the it? desks together? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to yeah. see the new TI. 83. Yeah. Number two, new shoes. Yeah. Nobody really, this is Oof. again for like the young kids, nobody really noticed new shoes until it was gym class time because then you go yeah. for the lap. You're like, let me take these bad boys for a spin. You yeah. know, you rip them around the gym. That's when people notice the new shoes, at least in, you know, in the younger age, I would say. Well, in gym, but also just regular, like your regular shoes too are always like bangers. You got to have two. You got to have two, right? Because I don't I, in kindergarten we had indoor shoes i don't know up until which grade though that's the thing i'm blanking i don't know up until which grade we had indoor shoes but it's like you know you walk in with your outdoor shoes but it's like what do the indoor shoes look like yeah (laughs) this is what they look like they're sick dude you had the racks to put on the exactly i never even thought about this like in junior high they were basically like okay like you're on your own now like there's like, no more indoor outdoor <laughs> shoes but like please don't wear your boots as like your indoor shoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're big enough to know what situations to use these in you can put them in your locker that you're gonna share until eighth grade with some other guy oh God, so sharing, <laughs> sharing lockers was sick um and then number one the shirt the most important thing to yeah. have on the new day you I mean by day two, nobody cares what you're wearing, but on day one, you need to have a new shirt. It doesn't matter what yeah. it is, how expensive it was. It could be six bucks. It doesn't matter as long as it's new and hasn't been seen before. You yeah. need to have the new shirt. So anything I missed on the back to school essentials that you could think of? Nah. Nah, clo- you got it. Clothes in general were always like 
the most important thing. The calculator was just Supplies. the biggest scam of all time. Yeah. It really was. Like it's like, oh, like you're buying you're spending $160 on this calculator to do like two functions in your math, like grade ten math class, and then you're never gonna use this again for the rest. Like you get yeah. to university, they're like, Why, Why do you have you a graphic need... calculator? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like you're not allowed to bring this in my math class. I'm like, oh, like my bad. And you always needed it on the first day. It was like, No, I don't. Like I won't yeah. need this until like month four. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. waited like till the last like day possible until I really needed the calculator. And For some reason like, in my mind, I was always like, what if he just changes his yeah. mind? Like, and then what if we like, don't need the calculator? It's like 8.30 at night and you go to your mom and you're like, I need a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need a calculator for tomorrow. We need to we have a staples right now. Your mom's like, are you joking? <laughs> and you like go to Walmart together in your pajamas and you're like, Ooh, you know what else? I mean, this was maybe like lunchbox. Mm. Like new lunchbox was always like a big deal. It was. You can't keep the same lunchbox for too long. It's like, come on, gets the stench mm. yeah. a little bit. Because yeah. I don't know about you guys at junior high. I wasn't eating my lunch every day. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't one yeah. of the guys crushing my full lunch. Like I'm not coming. Like I'm not eating the cucumbers at the lunch table. Yeah. Like I'm not busting no. out like, my I'm trying sack to get outside, play in front football. of the boys. Like, yeah, I got Super Bowl here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not no, we would. Boat. We would always bring like when we when it came to lunchtime, we'd have like the stuff that we regularly brought, like that our parents would buy. And then we, you'd like like what your buddy has, like mm-hmm. what his parents stock up with. And then you would have like what your parents usually stock up with. Yeah, so you'd like meet at the table. Like I remember I, my buddy had these sliders, these like little hamburgers. You've and told so the always story be, like three times on the podcast. Dude, Keep going. Like, this is JD, so JD had the sliders. JD had the sliders, dude. And so we'd every lunch, he'd break out the cold sliders out of his thing and I'd we'd swap them out every time. We just had a system down. What were you trading for that? Were you giving up a box? I was trading fruit snacks probably in five first. Basically, yeah. Now in hindsight, I was giving up peanuts for that because it was they were good. They were so yummy. And then the other thing is with this with the calculators, to me that was always like a mid season acquisition, like you guys were saying. Like that I don't really associate that with the start of the start of school because I inherited my first one from my sister and then I just had all the other ones I bought were because the other one got stolen and it always happened in the middle of the year. Like it always be like, Oh, like mom, I don't have a calculator anymore. And she'd be like, again, like I spent all this money and I'd be like, yeah, I don't know what to, t- I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's you when you go, go from the TI 84 to the TI 82. She's like, you're downgraded. Yeah, man. The calculator. I like how Walmart always hit them up in like the lock and key. It's like we know you would steal this if we like left it open. So that's probably like a top stealing item of all time. But anyway, what'd you have? Genius and bozo of the week. So my genius this week is Hawaii. So the Little League World Series just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And I just want to shout out our boys from Hawaii because they put up a historic performance. Um they First of all, they outscored their opponents 60 to 5. So wow. not only were they a dominant offensive team, they were raking, they were slugging, they were hitting bombs, but they were just historic at limiting runs. Like their pitchers threw gas. They only gave up five runs across the entire think about this, the entire tournament, which is nuts. Oh, I thought you and meant then, in a game. The whole tournament no, no, they no. won 60 to 5. The whole tournament. 60 to 5 was their score. And then get this, final game, right? They're against Curacao. Curacao is one of the best baseball countries. They produce guys like um dd gregorius for example uh guys like that right he's a hall of famer <laughs> they produce a lot of good players not that he's necessarily one of them I think he's Derek actually, I'm, I'm blanking on some but it's like you know the small little island country they just play baseball right and then hawaii comes in and this i didn't even know this was a thing but hawaii mercy rolled them 
I didn't think they had a mercy rule, but if you win by more than 10 or you get it to a lead of more than 10, they just call the game. And so it was the fourth inning, fourth to six. So they only got through four innings and Hawaii was, Hawaii went up 13 to three and won the game. Wow. So I just want to shout out our kids, our boys, because they had just a historic run inside and out run prevention and run scoring. The walk-off home run to hit the mercy rule is sick. That's fire. Yeah. That's a great celebration at home plate. They didn't do it at, on a home run, but like I saw the base hit, a nice piece of hitting. It was good. Fire. Up in the zone, put the barrel through. Like, shout out to him. Let's good go. Piece of contact. Yeah. I actually have basically two geniuses. So okay. it's not really a bozo. I just wanted to shout out another another genius. Um, okay. And it's uh, Manchester, I'm sorry, not Manchester, Madrid. Real Madrid. Let's go. So yeah, obviously close. soccer team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Manchester. I was looking. They're a soccer yes, team too. Th- them as well. That's why I guess the mix up, right? Soccer, yeah. you know, a lot yeah. of soccer teams with them. Um, but they unveiled, and I don't know if it's a new technology or not necessarily, but they unveiled this this video of this technology that they have that's like literally four soccer guys standing in a line. They're like robots basically, like mannequins. Mm-hmm. And then when they kick the free kick, they like the machine jumps them basically yeah. yeah to simulate simulate like a line on a free kick okay keep going yeah. i want to hear your soccer explanation. and so and so the way it works is they have the four guys they're they have like they're all like jacked mannequins with like men or uh madrid real madrid <laughs> shirts and then you put the the guy behind them he kicks the free kick and then the guys just jump as if they're like in a game yeah yes. like their torsos expand hey I don't even let me watch. No, the torsos I think they, do no, expand. That was, them, torsos. That was yes. them like walking in the torsos, I think. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, they lift. And so I was like, "That's, you know, a nice piece of engineering." It is. A if good you're piece. the owner of a soccer club, how many of those are you buying? I'd probably buy like I don't know how many players on a soccer pitch, like eleven. <laughs> We're getting 11 sets. 11 sets, <laughs> one for each of the boys. And I mean, yeah. sorry, but like to jump onto this genius i just sent you guys the video but they also like madrid also just finished renovations at their stadium and oh, it's like oh, i saw that it's insane engineering it's like the all the grass like they pull it up and it goes down and they all hide in this little section and they stack the grass and they get watered and then it like shows how they change it for like basketball or for tennis or for all the different things and it's like insane how they set it up it's a really good video i'd recommend watching i'm a madrid and for guy. football too. yeah yeah how they change it for any sport it's it's yeah. crazy i think hotspur stadium does that too where they have like one grass for soccer and one mm. for nfl and like one goes into the side and then down yeah. and the other one comes up from the side and then yeah. in it's crazy yeah, it's i don't insane. know how they do that so and they have like special light that they like yeah they have the grass to under help the grass grow and stuff really yeah wow. Wow. it's sick that's fire that's a good genius let's go Thank two geniuses you. Hawaii yeah, and Madrid. A lot of geniuses you went week. a little international. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> good on you. Looks good. Thank you. We'll be back on Monday and then when or sorry, on Thursday after that. So we'll be back on that schedule, which is exciting. I'm very excited for football and this Monday we're gonna have an excellent show. We have a draft cooked up. It's gonna be great. This draft, I am so excited. I can't wait. I've I've been sleepless nights thinking about it. So get excited. I'm very uh, football like the smell is getting close to in the air. I think by the time that the weather gets a little colder, it will be fully in the air, but it's going to be 34 this weekend. So tough. Anything you want to say before we go? No, we're good. Nah, I think we should go. Okay. I've been here for two and a half hours. So it's been a while. 
But the podcast is only an hour 30. How'd that? Yeah. How'd that happen? Yeah. That's weird. One of life's great mysteries. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. Long weekend. Have a good long weekend. That's better.